0: Welcome back to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast. We are in Season 1, Episode 7. I'm your host, Kitty, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Solora Rain. Hey, guys! And today we're talking all about candle magic. This should be a fun one, folks. So let's go ahead and get started. We got a lot of ground to cover with this one, so...
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> The... uh the talking point page is rather long because it's a, I mean, it's a big topic. you it know. It
1: is, it is for sure. And it's one of my favorites.
0: Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of people love the candle magic. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I'll go ahead and start. So how would you define candle magic and what do you think is so powerful about it?
1: So for me, I think candle magic is the manifestation of all four natural elements working together with the infusion of spirit, which is intention, deity, ancestors um, working. And it's so powerful because it's working towards and produces a result through the transformation of energy.
0: Hmm. That's a good way to put it.
1: But I think, I mean because I don't just see candle magic as fire magic because there's so many things that go with you know doing candle magic it's not lighting the candle
0: well yeah that's true um I'm sure we'll get into this later but yeah like when you're adding different stuff to it it seems to fuel it a little more but
1: yeah and like (laughs) so speaking of that like this leads into our next talking point, which is like, do we think that the power is solely in the flame or is it also in the wax wick intentions, ingredients, all that stuff? So what do you think?
0: Um, yeah, I, I, again, I feel the flame is probably the most powerful part of any candle ritual or spell. However, I think other components are important too. Um, in my experience, I've used different kinds of wax and the type of wax hasn't really seemed to matter. Um, I think obviously the wax is important, but the type that hasn't really made a difference in my, uh, in my practice. Um, but like we were just saying, I think the added ingredients and the intention, and then the work that you put into it, um, matters maybe most next to the flame itself.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree completely, but I like, I see different parts of candle magic as different aspects. So like, for example, the flame portion of candle magic is representative of the work, the ambition, the passion, um, the action that you're trying to create. But like the wax is really important too, because the wax is of the earth. And so it provides stability and tangibility to what you're trying to do. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um I look at it too when I think about doing a candle ritual. I kind of see the flame itself as sort of like piercing through the veil and it kind of lights mm-hmm. a lantern so to speak in the other realms. Mm-hmm. Um and good then, you know, what's that? I said good point. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I agree with you. It's 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 all of that all together. So um what this is I mean this is kind of a basic question, but maybe people who haven't done a lot of candle magic, maybe they're wondering what what can make candle magic be used for? Like what kind of intentions? What do you think? Uh, um everything. <laughs> <laughs> is that an answer? That's what I had too. Um, like literally Oh, go ahead. No, I said just like literally everything. That's yeah. what I had.
1: Yeah, literally everything. They can be used uh, for nearly anything and everything. Some of their purposes include healing, protection, cleansing, exaltation, hexing and cursing, hexing and cursing reversals, jinx, break, jinx breaking, road opening, blockbusting. <laughs> I mean, and the list just goes on and on and on. Um, but there is one type of candle that I did want to mention here, which for beginners Um, that are listening might want to take note, um, because a lot of witches use a candle called a working candle. And this typically is a candle that is like a mainstay on your altar and is lit anytime you do any type of energy work divination. If you're cleaning your house magically, um, you basically light this candle, and it's your working candle. So the intention of it is just to connect you to spirit while you're doing those things. Um, but it's not a specific, like spelled candle.
0: Yeah. You know what? I have those and I've never had a name for it, (laughs) but yeah, I have, I have candles that I'll light if I'm like, yeah, like you said, like I'm cleaning the house or, um, cleansing space or reading a tarot, you know, whatever So, but I just never called it a working candle, but that, I like that. I'm going to use that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. And you know, what's funny is that like, I don't think a lot of witches realize that they have a working candle because I think a lot of people just automatically have a candle that they go to and they light whenever they're wanting to draw in sacred space Um, Mm -hmm. and, and they don't have a word for it. They just automatically do it.
0: Yeah. Yep, like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so for the this working candle that you have, what is the color of that candle? And like, and we're going to talk about colors because that is a facet of candle magic. So, what color is your working candle that you light all the time?
0: Um, actually, I have a couple. So, the one that I use in my we'll call it dining room area where my ancestral altar is is white. And Mm -hmm. then the one that I light in my kitchen is red, Um, red in the kitchen, just, I I think it connects to the hearth of our ancestors, the fire element, excuse me, and then uh, white near my ancestor altar is just connection to ancestors, the divine, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. crown chakra kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, that makes sense for sure but um thanks do you so do you think that candle color is really important in candle magic and can you substitute one color for another
0: yeah um I think the color is important in my experience when I choose colors for specific intentions I feel like it fuels uh the manifestation even more that being said, what a color means to me might not be the same for everyone else. So, you know, when you're learning about color magic and the colors to use with candles, there are some certain ones that mean certain things. But, you know, for example, I use red for protection a lot, while other people might think red is. So I think you can substitute um, to, you know, based on what your experience is with candle magic and then Let's say you don't have any other color. All you have is white. White, I feel, is pretty much a substitute for anything.
1: Yeah, and I uh, I agree with you. Um, anytime you don't have a particular color, white, it, white will work. Um, but I find it interesting that you use red candles for protection. But I can totally see that for you. Because you are a fire sign. And so like using red is a more active type of uh defensive magic if you want to s- say that like oh how how do i say this <laughs> like you're actively it it's like a
0: yeah go no ahead. go ahead <laughs> yeah it to me yeah it just reminds me of fire and i think fire protects you know like a like the fiery wall of protection right right so that's how, kind of how I think about it. Plus it, I feel like red connects me to my ancestors via the blood and my ancestors are protective of me. So that's another kind of connection with the color red and protection.
1: Yeah. And I definitely agree with everything that you said as well, because um, I think everything that goes into a candle intentionally is important. So if you're consciously making a decision to use a particular color that's going to make your candle magic even more powerful. And uh, it's just, yes, I love candle magic and all that it is. But different systems do use different colors, uh, like Mm -hmm. magical systems. So you can follow a particular path uh, because I know like in hoodoo, voodoo, Santeria, um, a certain sects of Wiccanism, Wiccanism, is that even a word? (laughs) (laughs) It is now. In in different sects of Wicca, um, there are specific colors for specific things. But I also think that you can create your own color scheme, wheel, wheelhouse uh, that -hmm. pertains to your practice.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Especially if you're solitary and you don't, you know, you're kind of making your own practice, you know, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. So um, leading into the next topic at hand, do you, so we've both been practicing for quite a few years and I'm, I try to remember back to my first like candle (laughs) spell or ritual. (laughs) Do you remember yours and could you describe it for us?
1: So I had to think on this one for a minute uh, because it's been quite a few years. So, uh, but I, uh, but I ended up remembering. So I do remember, and it was about two years after I started uh, practicing and I did a candle magic spell because I wanted to find like-minded individuals to learn from and commune with and work with and just socialize with. So I wrote a petition and lit a white chime candle uh, that, I, and I had carved my personal details into it. Um, so my name, my birth date, my social security number, <laughs> um, things that would... I'm serious things that would identify you did that things that would identify that that was mine um so I carved that into it and then um it was basically like a less intense version of a come to me type working so Mm -hmm. uh I lit the petition on fire with the candle flame and I let the ashes burn in the little cauldron that I had because the candle was in there as well Um, And it was short. It was sweet. I mean, I think it took about 20 to 30 minutes for it to be over and done with, but um,
0: that Mm -hmm. spell worked
1: a little too well. (laughs) We'll get into that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, mine is, I'm just going to quickly tell you that I remembered using a red votive, a Dollar Tree candle plate mccormick cinnamon and a knife <laughs> so yes. uh. um it, it was a teenage uh type working and it manifested but definitely not in the way that i wanted to and that's all <laughs> i'm gonna say about it that's
1: the same thing
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's too uh funny so <laughs> so how So we are both lovers and practitioners of candle magic, obviously, but if you had to tell somebody the easiest way to start working with candle magic, like tips and tricks, what would you advise?
0: Um, It's pretty simple, I think, to just start doing it. (laughs) The (laughs) hardest part of doing anything is just starting, you know, Um, you can read about it and study it and do all that. But actually putting it into practice is where I feel the real learning comes from.
1: Right. Yeah. I think, I think that that like starting is always the hardest part, but I also think when you're, I think some practitioners get to like, they study and they study. And then before they do candle magic, they think that they, should be able to do the most difficult thing that they read about. <laughs> so my, my mm-hmm. advice would be to start small. Like, don't try to. Ta-
0: oh yeah, yeah.
1: Don't try to tackle something that you know you've read in a book once, and it involves multiple candles and days worth of <laughs> of vigil and lighting and so forth.
0: Right. You don't need to put like seven candles and a watermelon rind and <laughs> freaking whatever. Just you know, and rolling it in oil and all this kind of stuff. Just, yeah, just maybe carve something into the candle and let it burn kind of thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Just start small and work your way up because by starting small, you'll, you'll quickly learn what works, what doesn't work, what may be a fire hazard where not to put a candle in your house, you know, things like,
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes, the fire hazard thing. I think that's on our list somewhere. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Anyway. And I,
1: well, and I have, you know, basically that's another big thing is uh, if you're a novice, please don't ever leave candle magic unattended. ever. Not not no. new. <laughs> definitely. No, definitely not. There are ways you can do it, which I'll kind of talk about a little bit, but I still don't even advise that because it makes me nervous and I just... rather not (laughs) have a
0: fire yeah yeah um so speaking of the power of candles and flames um what would you say was your most powerful candle ritual if you can remember one specifically
1: um so i can like i can give you areas of candle magic that i think are most powerful for me Because like we talked about at the beginning, you can literally use candle magic for almost everything. But Mm -hmm. I personally have really powerful candle magic when it comes to protection, deity work, and divination. So I divine through wax, smoke, and flame whenever I'm doing candle magic. Um, And I've done lots of workings to detect negative energy or psychic attack. And in deity work, for me, it is especially powerful when I'm crafting a candle for a deity. Like I it's 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 a very strange thing, the way that I can connect to deity in that way to where um, I don't want to say like it's a possession, but (laughs) but I know when I made like, for instance, when I made a Maui candle for Chase Two Owls. I remember being in the store and um, I ended up making it in a tiki glass. It was a Mai Tai tiki glass, but the face of it, like it had two separate faces, right? So it had like a happy face and then it had like a war face on it. But I just remember like being compelled to buy this specific glass and like the deity energy was very palpable. And so I went to, chase and i said is your dd like this 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 and this and he's like oh you met mali i see i'm like oh yeah okay
0: yeah (laughs) what about you um uh so i'm not gonna go like super into details but um one that i specifically remember was a time in my life that was pretty we'll just say unstable. There was a lot of like change going on and I needed uh, some clarity for something. And I wanted to, to banish something from my life basically, or to sever it. And the spell I did involved three candles, a chain and a hammer. Um, The candles basically fueled everything, but I mean ultimately I think it was multiple things in the ritual that made it so powerful but the like I said the the candle flame to me kind of represents you know piercing through the veil and kind of like a lantern in the spirit world like hey like here's my intention help me out kind of thing so <laughs> yeah and uh that 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 definitely manifested again not in the way that I expected but in actually a better way so yeah <laughs> Um. So, so go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say. So we're in agreement that the universe loves
0: loopholes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Uh, that is true. <laughs> but I. And just real quick oh. to speak on that too. The the something that drives me nuts with lately with all this everybody and their abundance rituals. It's like oh my god, I don't know. The one time I did an abundance (laughs) ritual, I I literally got an abundance of, like, everything. Mm -hmm. You gotta be careful
1: with those, because you can get an abundance. Right. An abundance of health. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Because the the universe goes, okay, she wants abundance. Great. And if you don't specify what that is, it could be anything, you know. So, but anyway, just talking about loopholes there, so.
1: Well, Do you, so let's talk about the kinds of candles there are to use in spells and which kinds you favor.
0: Okay. There are dozens upon dozens of kinds of candles (laughs) out there to use. Um, There's just so many, but I would say I do love using homemade candles though. I have not perfected the craft yet. I'm totally a beginner. I'm going to teach you. I've probably made. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. good I've made maybe like five batches so far uh, but I would say like votives and and spell or chime candles are my favorite to use um, but I also use tea lights a lot when I'm doing jar workings so and yeah hopefully you can teach me a little bit more about how to make candles because you're the queen at that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you and it's so funny that you're like, I love tea lights and votives and chime candles and all I can think is you are an impatient Sagittarius (laughs) I don't have time to
0: (laughs) well yeah basically
1: (laughs) well but those types of candles are also good too if you have little ones because you know moms they don't have four hours to spend in ritual they got like 30 minutes we got to do this
0: (laughs) basically yeah and I've even had interruptions sometimes too it's like Hey mom. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I'm in the middle of a prayer here. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> my word. Um, anyway, well,
1: I think, I think that the kind of candle you use is really dependent on what your goal is. So, like, mm-hmm. like I was just talking about chime candles and votives and tea lights. They're really great for quick spell workings or if you have kids because you often need to do things quickly because you don't have a lot of time. Um, and mm-hmm. they're also good for workings that aren't necessarily uh, long-lasting. So, but if you, the bigger the candle you go, I have found the longer lasting your working will stick around so like uh i really favor vigil glass container candles especially for like Mm -hmm. deity work working candles and long lasting stuff especially if it's a spell that you have to do over a certain amount of days because there are three day candle spells there are seven day candle spells and then there are candle spells that require multiple candles to be used over 30 days or what have you. And those are the more complicated ones, but you typically they have to be the bigger candles for that. Um, And I, and I also love coach candles, which coach candles are not something that I started with. Um, They're probably something that I have been using for the past five, four or five years now. Um, But I got introduced to these a, a while back Um, and I love them for like, if I want to do some wax divination, um, or if I'm doing a working that requires it to be sealed. So like if I'm doing a money jar, for example, and it needs to be sealed with green candle wax, they're, uh, pretty good for that. And they're great for loading as well, which that's a whole nother topic, but, (laughs)
0: What can I interrupt you? What in the heck is a coach candle? Okay. <laughs> I feel so, like an amateur
1: <laughs> amateur. So coach candles are, they are literally the candles that used to sit on a uh, horse drawn coaches back in the 18 before there were cars, eighteen hundreds, <laughs> Um, But they were t- like, you know, the horses headlights or whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. My history, like, my history addiction just, like, got tickled there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they're really cool to use because they you can get them in, I, I don't know the exact inches, but typically it's, like, 9 or 12 inches. Um, they're pretty tall. Hmm. They're about 2 inches around. So they're really great if you want to load them with herbs and things because I'm just going to stop and tell you guys what loading a candle means if you don't know. So mm-hmm. when you load a candle, you carve out about an inch deep uh well in the bottom of the candle and then you pack your herbs in there in the bottom and then you melt wax the wax that you carved out you melt it back over the bottom of it and then you level it after it cools um <clears throat> but those are the candles that i really love to use for candle spells that require a loaded candle
0: awesome i'm taking notes over i here know i real. was like
1: i was getting ready to say y'all can tell she's taking notes because she's like i'm gonna go look up these coach candles <laughs>
0: I like coach candles, horses, 1800s, yes, doing this.
1: <laughs> well, um pillar candles also work for that, but so if they're not pillar, I'm sorry, taper candles. Taper candles can also work for that if they are because like I have taper candles that are uh formed at the bottom to fit into a taper holder type situation. Mm-hmm. So you can easily see where the bottom part is attached to the rest of the candle. So you can cut that off, load the candle and then melt that back on, but it's just best with coach candles because they're
0: bigger around. Man. I love this. Woo. Yes. (laughs) Educate me. Okay. So, um, Yeah, for real. That sounds awesome. I'm going to have to look at these coach candles, but so we kind of touched on this a little bit. Obviously we have working candles and then you've also been talking about deity candles. So do you have specific candles that you use as like offerings to your deities or ancestors? Um, I assume that you do since we've been talking about it, but.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. So, excuse me. Um, I do, that's part of what I do uh, is I make custom deity candles. I love it. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things ever because the whole process of it is a spiritual adventure. So, <clears throat> um, and of course, like for my, well, typically if I have a big altar set up, yes, I will make A custom deity candle for my altar but right now I'm kind of minimalist on my altar spaces so Mm -hmm. I've actually been doing a tea light but I've been doing it at a certain time every day and um there's like a whole little ritual that I do with that but but yeah typically I do have um cut like I I make the candle for the deities that I have and um yeah what
0: about you? Awesome. Oh yeah. Um, the, the Novena glass candles I use, uh, for my, on my ancestor altar and, uh, yeah, basically, but you know what I thought a pillar candle probably would work really well for that too, because it burns so long. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It totally can. Yeah. But, um, I don't know I I get into the custom stuff because I like for some reason like I see deity vigils as like pieces of art I don't know maybe
0: I'm weird uh no it's called you're an artist it's not weird
1: (laughs) yeah but it's not something that Um, most people would be like candles that's art
0: (laughs) you know (laughs) candle making is an art though it really is it takes it's not like you can just slap the wax in there and friggin' form a candle and boom like there's there's little little sciencey things to it that you don't realize and oh yeah um you know and and too when you're making them I know that you're putting that deity's energy you're inspired by that god or goddess and that energy is going into it that's really special you know and it's well while it's like for me if i'm baking some bread oh, and i'm kneading yeah. it with my hands you know you're you're using your hands and your energy and it's all it's all being infused into that so that is that is art
1: and i just want to say for anybody who's listening who might be getting the itch to craft your own candles there is a book called magical candle crafting and i can't remember who it's by at the moment off the top of my head but I got that book when I first started and it is all about how to make and craft a candle in a magical way. Like from the way that you stir the wax to the ingredients you use to the day that you make it on to the planetary hours, all that stuff is in there.
0: Mm, That's awesome. Writing that down,
1: (laughs) writing that down,
0: (laughs) writing it down, um, Okay. I like this next point because go ahead. Do you want to lead into it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you go for it.
0: Okay. Um, well, the next question is why do you think blowing out birthday candles and making a wish doesn't always manifest our intentions? So
1: I want to see what you have to say before I answer, because I had to think about this.
0: Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I I think probably I specifically wrote this question just so that I could give the answer. So that's <laughs> but I uh, it's because I hear people always say it's all about the intention, Um, when you know, online. Well, don't worry about it. It's all about the inten- intention. It's all in the intention. And each time I'm thinking, yeah, but there's more to it than just your intention. If it was just about intention, birthday candle wishes would always come true. Right. But the fact of the matter is that magic, including candle magic, takes work and manifesting spells or rituals, excuse me, takes more work than just blowing out a candle and making a wish. Now, that's not to say someone hasn't made a wish on a candle and it came true in that way. But I just feel like there's there's more to it, as we've been talking about.
1: Well, I'm so glad you said that, because I think my answer is right on par with yours. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the amount of energy that's put into the whole thing. So, Mm -hmm. like, when you put birthday candles in a birthday cake, it's like, oh, here's the cake, here's the candles, yay, make a wish, we're done. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't have time to Mm -hmm. craft it or address it or load it or, you know what I mean? Not that you could do any of those things with birthday candles, but there's – you know you just take them out of a package and plop them in a cake that's not it's not really a whole lot of whole lot of energy going into it
0: (laughs) right I think a lot of of, of misconception is that when you get into you know the craft and just magic that you can just snap your fingers and make something happen but it's there's work that goes into it there's energy there's thought you know it's not just light a candle make a wish you know (laughs) right exactly and then people want to know, okay, well, why didn't this manifest? Well, what kind of energy did you put behind it? You know? Yeah. It's the number one reason I think that things don't manifest because they didn't, you didn't put enough energy into it. You didn't put enough thought.
1: Right. And I completely agree. So let's shift gears and let's talk about beginners best candles to use and where they can get them at an affordable price
0: and go okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm like scared to talk about this because anyway no um Why? I'm- uh because gonna- because <laughs> you you you're so like don't buy them there like they're they're awful or whatever i don't know i know you have better suggestions than than i do but i i usually purchase like if i if i'm not using some that i've made which i haven't made that many so um i usually get like a big pack of spell candles like online um usually through amazon
1: oh no i have
0: and uh, have missed,
1: so please don't feel bad <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, you can get like a big pack of them on Amazon for pretty, like, I think 15 bucks for like 40 of them or more or something. And they're all different colors. Um, and they, those are the ones that burn quick. Cause you know, they usually burn like an hour or so, maybe a little less than an hour, something like that. And for me, that's, that's good. Cause yeah, I only usually have like an hour at most for a ritual. Right.
1: Yeah. And, <clears throat> and yeah, I have on here basically like tea lights from any bargain store, chime candles you can get on Amazon in bulk for really good cost. But this is mm-hmm. this is where the caveat comes in for me because that being said, uh this may be unpopular, but uh the better <laughs> the better quality the candle, right? So the m- little bit more expensive you're going to have to fork out. But the better your working will turn out as far as Mm. more specifically, though, uh, in terms of divining. So like, like for instance, uh, you can get vigil candles at Walmart. They come in packs of three, the white ones. Uh, and I used to get them all the time because I would use them as just working candles for myself. Uh, but, Mm -hmm. but divine, but divining the smoke, and the wax and all that it's not great because they the wax quality is crap so so it's always going to have rings it's always going to leave residue the glass is always going to get super black um yeah i hate that yeah (laughs) you can't really divine with those um but that's totally different than so like say you spend I don't know, 15 to 30 bucks at a um, witchcraft supply store or your local metaphysical shop or what have you. And those ones, uh, the the glass ones, they've got our hand poured and you know that the wax quality is great. You're going to get way better results for divinatory purposes than trying to use a Walmart vigil. That's just fact. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, So, and again, we've been talking so much about putting your intention and and your energy into your candle magic. So obviously, if you're making your own candles, that adds a lot of power to it. um, Oh, yeah. As you've been saying.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, the candles that I make, myself by hand the energy in those is 10 times any candle that i could buy in a metaphysical shop or in a you know amazon or wherever um because Mm -hmm. like i was talking about before if you're doing everything intentionally including like the day you craft it what planets are you know what conjunctions are going on what the astrology is what direction you stir the wax, what herbs you use, what oils you use, what crystals mm-hmm. you use, like all of that. All of that stuff adds to the energy of the the working that you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I agree. It's it's Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no. Well just saying, you know, it's not just the intention, right? You're using all of these different items like plant matter and, and wax of the candle and and crystals, they all have their own energy. Right. Right. So all of those energies are lending to whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. It's not just your intention alone. It's, it's all these other energies that you're harnessing. Right. Exactly.
1: And I also wanted to just tell everybody that's listening, especially you newbies that are out there, Uh, This is why it's so important to realize that the more time you spend on a particular working, the more effort you're willing to put in, the greater your results are going to be. So this doesn't mean in particular, like in a ritual, you have to spend three hours, but maybe like you have a spell or ritual planned for such and such day at such and such time. But it's two weeks before that. And so all those two weeks, you've been gathering supplies or you've been, you know, Mm -hmm. drawing this or writing that, that all counts. So really when you go to do that spell or ritual, you have two weeks worth of energy you've been building up and that, that matters.
0: Yes. Yeah. And to add to that, um, my most powerful ones when I'm thinking about it are or yeah, I've put in the, the extra effort to gather the materials, like I've walked around my yard, I, you know, and I found something that, you know, I've added to the ritual, or, you know, I've grown the plant myself, I've harvested it and dried it, and then I've used it, you know, in my candle working. Um, all of that energy that you're putting behind it, or, you know, leading up to the actual ritual is is definitely important. Yes, agreed. 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 But that's like, that's with anything in life, right? The more effort and thought you put into it, the, the bigger, the outcome, that's just, that's just how it works.
1: And notice we didn't say the more money you spend,
0: because that's not the point. Like, that's
1: not what we're Mm -mm. saying. We're saying the more effort you put in. So even if that is going on a nature walk and gathering specific items from nature, that nature has gifted you on that walk, like that, that's what we're talking about too. Um, all right. So, funny, funny stories here, guys. Have you ever had a candle catch fire or a candle spell go incredibly wrong?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, both. <laughs> I think definitely I- both.
1: I think every candle magic practitioner has stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, so. As far as catching fire, if you use too much herb matter or any kind of extra ingredients that, you you know, you roll your candle in it or you encircle your candle or what have you, um, and then you let your candle burn all the way down or, <clears throat> excuse me, the candle gets too hot or you just use too much crap, like yeah. things can catch on fire and you're going to look over and be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know and then your fire alarm might go off or whatever so you have to be careful how much of the things you're using and where you're placing them and all that um I can't think of like a specific time but I know it's happened I remember it happening (laughs) um and then I wanted to say (laughs) when I first started uh doing candle magic I was not disposing of remnants like properly (laughs) I think it was a total newbie move really like i did i remember doing a banishing ritual and then i kept the wax in my like nightstand drawer (laughs) no why i don't know clearly i didn't think it through like obviously (laughs) think back about that i'm like what was i thinking like a banishing spell okay let me keep the remnants like right beside me you know next to my bed hello get rid of that
1: (laughs) yeah i i have definitely had uh, both of those things happen. I've had glass candles literally explode. That happens. Oh so, my
0: god! Yeah, I didn't know that could happen.
1: Yes, it can.
0: <laughs> Whoa!
1: So that's why it's never a good idea to leave candle magic unattended. Um, so I've had, <laughs> I've had vigil candles explode on me. I've had coach candles burn in a matter of 20 minutes, like, and coach candles are like nine, nine inches tall. So, yeah. Um, I've also caught walls on fire on accident, but I, but that really wasn't my fault. Uh, I think that was the deity's fault. Um, <laughs> but back to the first spell that you asked me about, you know, what was the first candle magic spell I did? And I said, it, did not go well. Like it, it, well, it worked, but it, it worked a little too well. I ended up, I ended up finding an open circle and I started teaching tarot there because despite being a baby witchling, I had been reading tarot for a long time before that. So not all the people that I met had my best intentions at heart and it drew people to me, but then it also drew envy and negativity and i ended up having to do a freezer spell
0: <laughs> that followed up that that's fun <laughs> that's fun um so just to cut in if anyone can hear my 5 year old breaking down in the background i apologize
1: <laughs> Aww, poor, poor guy
0: he's he's apparently an exploding candle right now so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there. there he's like he's getting antsy, but anyway. Um, usually, you know, you give them the electronics and they're they're good to go. But <laughs> something's going on, anyway. So, <laughs> um, wh- where are we at here? Because I had to.
1: Oh, we were talking walk away about-
0: for a second. I pop-
1: We were talking about candles catching fire and spells going wrong.
0: Okay right right okay so we talked about using candles as divination uh for divination purposes so let's just i think we should just wrap it up from here that way i can go handle my children's um what what do you do with your remnants like how would you describe that to a a beginner how do you get rid of the the remains
1: so for disposal of candle magic uh the two things i recommend doing with the leftover wax if there is any is either to return it to the earth or to find an open waterway to send it down so waterways are especially useful for spells that need to that need continual energy fused into them and most waxes i most waxes Uh, Virtually all waxes used in candles are biodegradable. So you're not harming the waterways or the earth by disposing of them that way. If the candle magic spell that you're working is a baneful working or malevolent working, you will need to dispose of it in a less kind way. So for example, you would need to take that to the landfill. Um, And as for the glass, like if I'm using a glass candle, I usually just recycle it if I can't reuse it. So most glass, you can melt any leftover wax, clean it with soap and water, cleanse and consecrate it, and use it again um, to refill it if you make your own candles. Uh, but if not, just toss it in the recycle bin. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um Awesome. So I think if you don't have anything else, do you have anything else to add before we wrap it up? No, we
1: really didn't get to dressing candles uh, but maybe uh, we can work that into another worldly oracle post in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important but um, I feel like we could talk a whole podcast on just that alone too.
1: We could for (laughs) sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so to our listeners, remember, we have a website with over 400 articles where we talk about the craft, paganism, goddess, spirituality, and a whole lot more. Um, and please give our podcast a follow or a favorite. That way you get notifications of future episodes. And also be sure to give Alora Rain's Facebook page, The Wayfaring Witch, a like and a follow. Um, make sure you join our Facebook group and I think that about covers it. That sounds good to me. Thanks
1: guys for listening. Come visit Otherworldly Oracle. Thanks, everyone.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Laura.
1: Thank you.